0: Well, it was something which not only shocked the entire region but the sporting community in Ireland as well. Uh, The death by suicide almost a year ago of 21-year-old Red Og Murphy of Moylock in County Sligo. Red Og was a GAA star uh, despite his tender years, a a Sligo senior footballer, a Sigerson Cup footballer with DCU. He even had a spell playing Australian rules football with a club in Australia and he was also training to become a teacher. But in early April of last year, word filtered through that Red Og had died by suicide uh, inexplicably so he was found in his accommodation at DCU in Dublin which devastated everyone who knew him and still does of course Uh, Red Oak is survived by his parents, Geraldine and Redmond, and two brothers, Dahi and Ushin. And despite their heartbreaking loss, Redmond and Geraldine have been prominent in trying to highlight the issue of mental health, encouraging young people to talk about their problems and their worries and concerns, because, they say, if something like this can happen to Red Oak, who had a very open relationship with his parents and family, it can happen to anyone. And Redmond and Geraldine join us in studio uh, this morning, welcome to you both, and, and and thanks for joining us this morning. And can I start by, maybe first of all, asking you both about Red Oak. What sort of a lad was he? Why was he? Why was he so special to you?
1: As Geraldine says, he was, and we believe that he was a miracle in the first place because um, at the time in Cork, I vividly remember that that particular morning that we went into the bonds and and there was issues. Geraldine was pregnant again, and there was issues and. And uh, the Gynaecologist at the time said, "You know, we'll throw everything at us at this stage." He said, and to this day, we think he was a miracle, and and that we had him for that length of time. It was brilliant. We had him for twenty one years.
0: Yeah, and he was a lively and active uh, young child, was he not, Geraldine, uh, to say the very least? And to from, say the from, very from least, from an early age.
2: Well, from when he was in the womb, he was lively. Uh, for the nine months, he kicked. Uh, continuously so I definitely said this fellow's going to be a footballer um, or girl whichever it was going to be at the time yeah so he was lively and like that was the way he was like, he wouldn't sit down he had to be going continuously very active
0: yeah and as we know stellar footballer and sportsman training to be a teacher had everything going for him it, it, it seemed and apparently very few cares in life and, and that's what you did think and, and, and always thought
1: yeah, it's 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 amazing that uh, very much with Red Oak, you know, after a match he might be heading back to Dublin, and he'd ring about, you know, Dad, do you think I got a speeding ticket? You know, the, he might have nursed the van, and I said, how do I know Red? You know, I wasn't there. Like, but anyways, trivial things, trivial things tend t- t- to worry him. Like, so to think. You know, when he talk, he'd be so open talking about uh, different things like that, that, again, he'd be able to talk about anything, you know?
2: So very
0: self-conscious, self-aware, and yeah. But
2: yeah. Redo was a perfectionist, everything had to be perfect for Red, and like when you continuously tell him that everything in this life isn't perfect... And that things will go wrong and they have gone wrong, and but like he just wanted things right, and that was from study to himself and to his football, but his football mainly. Like it, yeah. it had to be.
0: And, and speaking of being a perfectionist, uh, he he, uh, he didn't get that point against Ash Gales Redmond, isn't that right?
1: Yeah, on a wet <laughs> evening, on a wet evening, an uh, Ormore Gales, he, he went to take the the, the free. Uh, at the very end of the game for a draw game, it was in the group championships, and uh, he missed a free uh, that night. It just slipped away, it was just out of his range, anyways, for that particular night. But it was straight up to the, the plane up to Curry pitch, then and where he spent a lot of time kicking, trying to get that point again. But as I said the day of the county final, he kicked points from everywhere and anywhere yeah. towards the end of the game. It paid off, it paid off. All
0: right, okay, um. I, I, sh- I should ask you of course and I should have asked you at the start how, how are you both doing at the moment nearly a year a year on
2: yeah we're doing we're doing well we're doing we are doing well and um, as I said we um, have a lot of um, good people around us and I suppose the main thing is our faith as well that we have a strong belief and that that gets us through plus we do believe that Red Oak is still with us and I have said on numerous occasions that we're a family of five and we still are a family of five but we feel that he's helping us along. We get the strength from him.
0: Uh, well, I, I think everybody would acknowledge that your courage in, in in speaking so publicly about what happened to your son and in trying to raise awareness of mental health issues is is more than admirable. And and to quote you, Redmond, before you said, "There's nothing sorrowful out of this. We want to help people."
1: Yeah, it, it, it's it's so important. Uh, that again we talk about the message Jer and I that that Red Oak we thought could tell us everything, could talk about everything like we talked about matches for hours and performances and different things like that. And you know, the the, the story of the, the mirror in the car and all that. And above all the lads we have, you know, we wouldn't have thought Anton was wrong Guard, that he, he was in such he was in such turmoil and I suppose that's the alarming thing about Red Oak's story is that we didn't know. We had no hint. We had no inclination. You know, he was he was enjoying life.
2: Yeah, and I think it's um, it's important for young fellows that that they have to talk. And like as I said, Red Oak had everything, and he, like he had he had everything. But he it just like he didn't talk and didn't speak up. And whereas young people nowadays they have to speak. And I know suicide is kind of brushed under the carpet with a lot of people, but if I think for young people, if they see themselves uh, kind of struggling like that, they have to speak up. They have to talk to somebody, and it doesn't matter who they are, whether it's a parent, friend, or teacher. They, just if they speak up, they will get help, and there's plenty of help out there to um, to help them and to get out of this darkness that they're in. and And let them not be hard on themselves. Let them like they have to be kind to themselves. It's most importantly that they are kind to themselves, not yeah. hard.
0: And is it difficult for you? Is it frustrating for you? To not know why he did it, considering he was so open and communicative with you, and he texts you every day, and you 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 spoke on a regular basis, as we know, was it difficult when you didn't really have any answers? Does that continue to be difficult for you?
1: I don't think we now we we put a lot of focus on it. If any, we there's an element there that that he was he's no longer with us in 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 a physical way, and and for us then. That was, you know, getting used to that idea. Like, I talk, we talk about tragedy every day. It happens in so many different ways, like car crashes. You know, to lose a young person or or any person in your life, it's 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 terribly difficult. And I think what we did, Geraldine and Oshin and dahi and the, the, all of us, we kind of focus on the good things and the nice things about him, what he did and what he achieved. We don't really think too much about the whys anymore, uh, at least I don't.
2: No, and, um, and again, as you said at the beginning, right, that he's it was a miracle from day one and that we were blessed to have him for the 21 years and that he fulfilled so much in those 21 years. And we have a lot to be grateful for. And um, like he went to Australia, we would never have gone to Australia only for him. So like there are all those good memories and that's what we focus on rather than why, what, what made him do it.
0: And and the message that you want to give out and have been giving out, which is such a powerful message, is also a very important one to young people who, it, it, who may have difficulty opening up and talking about issues which are troubling them.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the thing, and and maybe it's not when maybe at a point they, they, that Red Oak was struggling was was elements. You know, worries and and stress up to that point, and then he reached a pivotal point where he just couldn't manage. So again, it's about the early warning signs as well. That if you're struggling mentally, that you know, there's there's loads. You wouldn't believe there's loads and loads of help out there. There's yeah. and very personal people who who listen to the story and who support you and are empathetic. And the whole it's it's really good because we all have in the last twelve months. Well. We have spoken on and off. Maybe I spoke with with the with the different suicide agencies, and they're so empathetic and and nice and there's no stress. And you're anonymous if you want to be anonymous. So, yeah. Is
0: is it is it fair to ask you almost one year own of your memories of that day, and the suddenness and awfulness of it all? Is that something you can? Yeah. comfortable of talking about
2: Geraldine yeah um I work as a secretary in Currie National School and um I was at work and I got it was about uh it was about 12 o'clock and Nohin had rang me my the second fella and um he was saying to me had I heard from Red Oak and I said no I said because um I said I, I said he's in school I said I won't be hearing from him after school and he said to me no ma'am he said he's not in school and uh, then as soon as I heard that I knew there was something wrong because he said nobody can get in touch with them and that like wouldn't un- be Red Oak at all. I mean, if there was he was sick or there was something, a uh, tire flat or whatever, he, he would let somebody know. So I knew immediately that there was somebody something wrong. And um, so then I asked him to um, get onto the security in DCU and see if his car was in the car park. And um, he it seemed to take forever but um, he, it wasn't. And um, the car, when Ushin got a hold of the um, security, they said, yeah, his car was in the car park. And from the time that they found his car to when they went to his room, I hadn't heard anything back, so I knew that there was something wrong. I knew that the, that period of time, it was too long. And then Ushin rang me back and he said that they had found him, but he was dead.
0: And Redmond, you you were in the general area was not I, right, w- right. I was
1: working I work in, in out in Turlestown and um, the that particular Ushin had rang to say again had rang me to say look Red Oak we're looking for Red Oak that he wasn't at school today and that the security were so at that point again t- the same as Geraldine I was really concerned because it was totally out of character so I met I, I rang my the site director and, and, and two of us are good friends and he said I said, look, you know, can you come with me because I kind of need it. And he said, I, you know, as we went across, he was saying, look, he just slept it out or he had a rough night in the town and, you know, whatever it might be. But um, it, there was something I was, you know, in the back of me, I was afraid of the worst. And, you know, and then Oshin had rang then to tell me that, you know, he's with the footballers. That's the way Oshin put it. He said he's with the footballers. And I said, he's alive. And he said, no, he's dead. And um, at that point then, there was... We, we were very like the shock of it all I started roaring at that point because you know it's just something that it's, it's very difficult you're in shock you know but um, a little bit then came just came back to my senses the people in DCU were very good to us and um, I went to the room then and in fairness to the to the guard they they, they did ask are you, are you sure and I said yes of course and so I went into the room then at that point and I spent some time with them
0: and that's was of great comfort
1: to you, or oh, to me? Yeah, no, it was. Don't don't ask me why, but it, it was. It was, uh, you know, at that point for the next couple of days, it, it was not very much in my head. You know that why did you do it? Like you know, you had everything going, you know, or why didn't you tell us? But that's why I say though, for young people or, or older people, is not to let it to a point of no return. That if there's early warning signs or there's something just doesn't sit right, tell somebody. Like, as I said, that the, the all the agencies and uh, helplines they're anonymous, like so they're not going to know from Adam, you know. So you can talk openly and 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 be very you know open and transparent with them.
0: I, I think you have a strong faith, both of you. Is that is that is that fair to say? Yeah, maybe one stronger than the other.
2: (laughs) I I won't say which.
0: But has has your faith? Was your faith ever challenged because of what happened at all, in any way?
2: In regards being cross or angry, was not at all. No. Was
0: there ever anger at all? No,
2: none, none, none. none. We just, as I said, we always believed that he was a miracle, and we thank God for that. Um, And like, like, if you have a little bit of faith. It gets you a long way. But um, now the previous night, I mean, I suppose Our Lady, yeah, I would always pray to Our Lady. Will, will, and you, will
0: you tell us this story, Geraldine? because I, okay. I find it fascinating.
2: Yeah, well, Di was at football training and I was going to collect them in curry at the football pitch and I was going through the village, passing the school where I work and I could see the lights were on, but it was, I felt that the... Um, Caretaker was there cleaning, and um, as I went further down, I could see that these. I looked back for some reason in my mirror, and I could see these blue lights like a candelabra of blue lights uh, on my office where my office was. So, um, like, curiosity got the better of me, so I turned around and went back towards the the school and as I was facing the school I could see as plain as they had these blue lights straight in front of me and um, anyway when I drove up by the school there was no sign of the caretaker and I rang him and I said to him that the lights were on in one of the classrooms and he said he didn't remember even turning on lights but because it was it had been bright when he was there cleaning but anyway so he went back and he turned them off when we were co- after picking up Thahi, which was about 10-15 minutes later, I was returning and I was passing again by the school, and I could see still see the blue the blue lights. And I commented to Thahi, I said I the blue lights on in my office, and I said I haven't a clue what they are. So that was there were no more about the blue lights until the following morning when we went into school, and I there was two of the staff there, and I was telling them about these blue lights, and I said I don't know what they were. So I was nearly afraid to open the office door, I see what was ahead of me, but. We went in and two of the members of the staff followed me in. There wasn't a sight or a light of a blue light. There were no blue lights. But to me, that was a token from Our Lady that they were, it was like Our Lady's, when I look back on it, it was like, you know, the candle, the crown over Our Lady's head. It was just like that, the cantilever lights. So I believe it was her token to me and it, the Red Oaks time was up.
1: It's quite even today from all the times we've, you know, talked maybe in, in interviews and... and the few times that we say paper and interviews, like we say that he's just on the road ahead of us. Like it was whatever, whatever happened in that particular night, or whatever the circumstances were. He's just moved on. He's going to be there waiting for us instead of we waiting for him. You know.
0: And you're still a family of five. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a it's a very strong. I I mean I'm I'm I, I can't even begin to comprehend how you can be so strong. Uh, so soon after something like this and that you want to help other people and I I hope you know how many people you must have helped in the past few months and will continue to help I mean you have there's no doubt you have saved lives uh, by being so
1: open and public about this One life Niall one life is enough one family's not having the heartache is enough but on a lighter note you know we talked about um the football, and you know, Red Oak was a very kind of unassuming lad. You know, he had a hinkling that he was good, but he never knew how good he was. And that's not to say, you know, that he had his good games and his bad games, but especially. In, with um, DCU and, and the football and in his temperament at that time he was never as relaxed he, on the pitch he wasn't aggressive anymore you know in, in this his, his Sligo days or club level he'd get a lot of, of bangs and he'd be a little bit aggressive but he seemed to be very passive but the the, the lovely story and I've told him time and time again but this is a lovely story um, um, Clifford you know from the year he scored the, the, the points for for um Sligo against Derry, that was the same year Clifford, the, I believe it was Galway with the beat uh, in, the, in the All-Ireland final, but he had been following Clifford for quite some time at that stage and he was Clifford was his hero, you know. And a uh, particular night in, in, in Limerick, it was a wet night now and I've, I've seen clips since, Red Oak scored two points that night, two big points that night and they won, they won the, the league semi-final, by be a point. But Clifford scored 2-6 on the, on the night, you know. So, or something, 2-4, 2-6. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, You know, this is the discussion we had in the car when we were going home. We were travelling down from Limerick and and Red Oak was on the phone. He was saying, you know, I wanted to be cool about going over. I didn't want him to be, you know, thinking I was a young lad. You know, he wanted to be cool. So he made his way across the pitch anyways. And just as he was coming, you know, Clifford put out the hand, like, easy, easy, gentleman. And he just said, Red Oak, great game. To him, that was special.
2: Was more important for that rather than winning the match it was more important that David Clifford knew him that right, right, like he was so happy with that. Yeah, he was very happy. An unbelievable
1: in the league final to, to turn around and 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 was taken of us after
0: he, he mentioned it and we've played the clip many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Oak was, was named during the the, wi- the winning captain's speech, isn't that right?
1: That's right, Jay, he said yeah. after the game that you know, he, he said that, you know, we'd seen him in the Sigurdsson that year, how good he was. And, uh, and he was thinking of the Sligo family. So, you know, he'd have been embarrassed now. If he's you know, is you know, looking at that, he'd be saying, no, he'd be, have been embarrassed. But he was there. He was on the... That year he had made midfield in the Sigurdsson team with all the rest of them, you know, so.
0: Just to finish up, um, I, I, I think it was clear from the funeral uh, how, how what happened affected young people. Uh, but even then, in in an ironic sort of way, they they had a chance to to talk to each other about what had happened and to remember the good t- times and and to have a laugh and share their their memories and even yeah. that was important.
2: It was, was it yeah. yeah. Our house we were maybe advised not to um, have the house open at the beginning and like I remember specifically saying our house was always an open house and in good times, so. At that particular time I said it's not going to be closed either to anybody and uh, we were so happy that we left it open because all the young people like Red Oak was it was he died on the Friday and he didn't come home until the Wednesday but during that period of time all the young people that came in like the house was open and they went to his bedroom and they jumped on the bed and sat in the bed and they laughed and they joked and they cried but like the house right up until when he went to the church on the Friday the, a week later I mean all the young people were in and out and they shared and it was great for us and for them to see them there and you know uh, talk about them and have the memories It was day and night no? Day and night yeah, yeah Day night
1: night and night was continuous Especially in the latter nights they'd be singing songs
2: yeah. and
1: and all that but again in night, it's important for Geraldine and me like the, our, our village of Myla and, and the local community and the club Curry. And and the wider area, Tubbo-Curry as well, they were, they just took took us in their arms that week and looked after us. It was incredible, really, because um, working in Dublin, a number of my colleagues and bosses would have come for the funeral. They couldn't believe, like, Gurchin would begin to start, the signals would begin to start happening there, where the organisation was happening. It was incredible how, how well it was organised, and people that came to the house, there was no mad queues outside the house, they were giving them tea, Cory Clubhouse had had uh, had open all week. There were you know people there to hear you know listen and people that were worried or had fears you know young people to be able to talk and all that. So we really we were really well you know we were in their arms all week. Really, they were washing, feeding us and 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 again Father Leo as well. Father Leo Henry he was he was very much you know.
2: I, I was with us, yeah, mm-hmm. Father Leo was. He was fantastic. Yeah, yeah he, he was. was bit, he was yeah.
1: very strong for us as well. Even though he had his own personal memories, and and he was very good to us. Like he was, he was coaching us through the week, and you know, and and all that element very
2: good. But if I may, and I'll tell a very funny story about <coughs> being fed by the neighbours um, I, on one of the particular days I hadn't been eating anything and then this lady had come with stew, I didn't know what was for the dinner but anyway, she was, she's a friend of mine but um, they were saying to me, "Jerry, you've got to eat, you've got to eat so um, every place was full of people so they just put, brought me into this bedroom where there was, everything was put in there and um uh, next thing, this plate comes in with stew on it, Irish stew, brown stew, and, and which is, I said, oh, brown stew. And then there was somebody came in to discuss the funeral, something was happening outside. And I said to this particular fellow, I said, I have to let you into a secret. I said, I can't stand stew. But um, anyway, I was so hungry, I ate the stew. <laughs> so, you know, look, we did have, it was a nice week. It had long been sad, it was a nice week too.
0: And of course, I should mention uh, Rachel as well. A Red Oak's girlfriend, whom you're still in contact with, I think, on a constant basis.
1: Yes, somebody somebody said lately, you lost a son, but you gained a daughter. But uh, because of the three boys, but uh, like Rachel was very much part of his life, so she was very much part of our lives now. Because you know she's grieving as well as we are, and uh, it's important that we share that 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 grief and and the good times and so. Rachel comes and goes at her at her will, and she for as long as she's she's welcoming in, in our house for as long as she wants, you know.
0: Yeah, it's a very very powerful message you're giving out, and um, long may it resonate. And we do appreciate you coming in to studio to Geraldine and Redmond, and uh, again, best wishes to you and to Dahi and Toshin and to all the family. And thanks very thanks. much for joining us. thank you, nice. thank you.